Hey, really quick, for those who want to experience freedom from pornography, I have a free resource for you. It is called The Essential Step to Quitting Porn. And not only am I gonna give you the information that you need to better understand your triggers and the shame that you feel, but I'm also gonna give you three downloadable worksheets so that you can apply what you learned and begin to see the impact literally the day of getting this video and worksheet. So if you wanna quit porn and experience freedom, understand your sexuality better, and feel that holistic health that we all so long for, grab your free copy today. The link will be in the description. It's also secrethabit.ca slash the dash essential dash step. God bless, grab your free copy today. We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! talking about body shame today and that is a topic that Helena is especially passionate about and has her own story that she's done research and has read and has listened to podcasts and has really been informed on this area it's a passion for me as well because I've gone through it and I have clients that go through it, but body shame is a really big deal it hinders so mm. much hun why are you passionate about this topic and, and why did you want to even talk about this today yeah, yeah. Sean and I were just wondering what we're gonna talk about, and um, I've I've really uh, had such great trauma when it comes to my body, and and a lot of hatred towards my body growing up, and so um, I just see, you know, our body is obviously um, connected to our sexuality. It's it's combined, and so. When we talk about body shame, we're talking about actually sexual shame. They're so interconnected. And, and that's why it's so important to talk about men and women. And, uh, you know, I hear stories and my stories as well. And, and my heart breaks because I hear continuous stories of, of women and men, you know, eating disorders and um, either anorexia, obesity, or um, then going through just incredible amount of shame when it comes to body like even body sizes um different racial uh problems that that you know the the ideals of beauty that we get bombarded with and uh that are that are actually untrue um and so that's why i'm really passionate about that because you know there is so much to talk about when it comes to sex and the body and that's something we really Sean and I want to uncover today um, and and want to just open up a space for people to start paying attention to 
what has been the lies that they've been hearing um, about their bodies and the, the abuse that they have endured um, that actually they are telling themselves or that they have experienced from other people. Um, so yeah, I, I, I know, Sean, you have had a, a great deal of story of body shame as well. And I would love for you to just, um, yeah, I just remember that, you know, when you many, mo a lot of what you are actually um, always wanted is to just be seen. And what does that mean to be seen? It actually means to be seen, like your body to be seen. I know you usually say your hair and so and and obviously like you used to have acne so that um yeah I just remember you were telling me that and um Sean has a great story to to tell as a man about this and so I would love for you to share with people mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting what you said that idea of paying attention I think mm -hmm. that's so important and when you say body shame I think it's easy for us to go towards our quote-unquote sexual parts Uh, mm -hmm. or our stomach but it's like wow it's a whole body the aura that we yes. think we have or don't have and yeah you know growing up I had a lot of acne I had so much acne that I made a before and after YouTube video of a prescription I took and had over like 200,000 views and I actually sold the channel because the transformation was so profound so body shame was my face I could not look people in the eyes. I didn't want people to look at me. Well, I did, but I didn't. It was that horrible feeling of like, I want to be seen by people, but I, but I can't let them see me the way I am. And I think that's the dilemma we often get ourselves into with body shame is we have this deep longing to be seen, to be in relationship, mm -hmm. but we think we're a monster. Yes. And we don't want people to see us if we look this way or yes. if this is the way we are. So growing up with acne, um, even growing up as a younger boy, I was a bit chubby and I was like not the good player on the soccer team. And there was all these other guys that were skinnier and better and they had great hair and their parents had money and they bought them nice clothing and all these things. It's like that for me was huge. I had a lot of shame around the image I had been given the image that I was in with a mushroom cut growing up and all these things and and it's sad because a lot of those things were my parents choice growing up it's not like I had a crazy big choice of like how my hairstyle was and everything like my parents kind of did that and then that got programmed into me and then growing up acne is a hormonal thing like you can't control that but man the way it programmed me is so scary and then and then yeah like you know in the season now like I definitely am much further along than I've ever been before but I know there's times where it's like wow like that guy doesn't even have to try and he is he's got more muscles than I do or like wow like mm -hmm. that guy's hair is amazing it's like how does he do that and mm -hmm. it's just so easy to it's not so much that I hate what I have but it's so easy to begin being discontent with what I have because of comparison mm -hmm. but I think body shame is when we start cursing parts of our body mm -hmm. hating parts of our body wishing things were not as they are in becoming somewhat paralyzed powerless and, mm -hmm. and 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 hopeless and it totally goes against seeing god as a good creator and it totally goes against that idea like we are to love others as we love ourselves and that's why body shame is so hard because the word shame means like you there's something wrong with you your identity is flawed mm. 
So yeah, that's a bit of my story in and around how I felt about my body and, and other things. And of course, like getting sexually active, like my penis is way too small or it's not this or it's not that because of pornography. Yeah. I'm not chiseled like the porn actor. So this girl's definitely not going to like me once my shirt's off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is like, imagine that thought coming through your brain and probably, you know, when that thought comes through your brain, then what do you do? You look at more porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting because, you know, me growing up, I watched pornography as well. And it did the same thing to me. It actually created so much body shame and body hatred. And something I remember, it's actually really interesting because before I was um, a bit older and and before I watched pornography really and and had an understanding, um, had any concept of that, I remember just like playing and just being so free, you know, I just, just being so free. It, there was no, like, I wasn't like worrying whether I'm like wearing the right thing and just kind of like if my shirt is tucked in the right way, you know, and if I have, you know, this and this and that, and I just lived, I wasn't an observer of myself living in a third party, but I was living in me and I, 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 it's something that I remind myself a lot. It's really interesting that contrast because as I went, I went further, you know, I, I learned about pornography and that was, that really groomed me into actually like that's, you know, to, what should I actually think about my body? And also there's so much of um, influence in school. I think people don't really talk about how much bullying there is going on in school and kids that, um, you know, maybe are not so rich and have all that body image, you know, and the thing is, is even people that are rich and have all that they have, uh, and their looks, when I talk to these people, they think still the same way Hmm. as the people that they don't have these things and they don't have that body image. Trust Hmm. me. They only put on the show of looking confident, but deep down, they're actually so, uh, they don't have freedom. They constantly look behind their shoulder and look at themselves 24 seven. They don't have peace just because they are thin and beautiful and have money. Trust me. Uh, or you know chiseled and just muscular and amazing when i talk to these people it's it's like there's no difference between those people they have the same body image issue until and body shame issue why do you think that is hon why do you think i that why do you think that is i think it comes to the core of uh what's happening right now and the influence that we have with social media Mm -hmm. and that we have with um that we have with uh, the Hollywood. Yeah. And so imagine so like comparison. as a girl, yes. Imagine a girl gets a Barbie, Barbie doll, you know, at, you know, three years of age and what is it going to do? So like, yeah, Barbie dolls are not evil, but you know, like just start thinking how they get programmed. Even fairy tales, like just fairy tales that have these like super skinny princesses that have, you know, size nothing in their waist and you know just like just look at the princesses right it's just it's the the image ideal 
that is just beyond and so you think that you can never be princess or just be treated like a princess because you need to look like that princess and that's what you get to learn as a little girl and that's the wow. same thing with a boy you know you learn this super early on you get really programmed superheroes big shoulders yes. chiseled chest big yes. muscles and so it's just so yeah. programmed early on yeah. in our age and the hollywood doesn't really help um, parents many times they don't help because I actually feel that what happens many times is parents lift their experience through their children so they actually say hey like it's it's almost like because they didn't do something themselves or because they are controlling themselves so much then they want to control you and to what you're eating and to not actually teach you how to think about food and how to think about your body they just tell you what to do and what not to do and so it's really a mindset of no um, it's just a really sad because i see that you know people um the way that that i guess we treat kids and and yeah, and then you grow up with that. You go to school and what's going on? Like we, we grew up with these ideals of beauty um, that are actually messy. And then we go on and we watch pornography. We see people naked. And then we totally feel like we don't measure up because what do you, what do you, there, there are different types of bodies everywhere. And if that, you know, um, the, the reality is that just, our bodies are going to evolve and they're going to change and so therefore um you are not going to always stay the same and there are going to always going to be the things like they're basically if you compare yourself there are always going to be things mm -hmm. that you're going to hate about yourself yeah. or it? feel shame about yourself yeah. and so because you're comparing to somebody on the screen that is many times photoshop and the photoshops that i've seen are incredible uh women's on the screen and men you know men that you know where that's their whole life that they just work out and women that get um that get uh plastic surgeries and things like that so there is there's this concept of like we will never arrive where our bodies but we still feel like if we get to that next stage, because that's what the marketing is feeding us. I actually read quite an extensive search story on that. It's like, because the marketing, that's where the money is. They are trying to feed you with as much as you can. So you actually feel like if you get that next thing, if you get that boobs fixed, if you get your butt lift, if you get your uh, chest uh, implantations for men, or I don't know what else, then you will finally work out. You're gonna finally arrive. If you get that next diet, uh, you will no longer feel shame about your body because you will finally be perfect. Which that's you the never idea. Arrive, and that's the that's exactly thing. you will never arrive, and that's why the marketing keeps growing. Yeah, that's why there is money in it, and that's why it works for the money, but it doesn't actually yeah. work for the people. Yeah, and, and that's why we see Hollywood actors constantly divorced, constantly with new men and women, and constantly committing suicide. That's exactly because it's an endless, hopeless battle, and mm -hmm. that's really scary. So that's yes, it's, it's really very scary. scary, and that's exactly why I think this is happening. Like we, I love this. I quote like you know what you feed grows and what you starve dies and the th thing that we just try to imagine how many things you're feeding your mind with with like the beauty ideals that the world is actually presenting you instead of 
like who you actually are and and that's why do you think we have this body shame of course i'm gonna feel shame if i'm not yeah that good enough you know just like everybody wants that girl i want to be that girl yeah. and everybody wants that guy i want to be that guy so that everybody wants him yeah yeah, it's interesting. I can't remember where we saw it, hon, but there was this old advertisement from like the 70s or 80s. And it was uh, basically a woman who said that I I just I just put on five pounds yes. and I have more dates than I've ever had before. Yes. And it's like this, this cultural norm keeps shifting towards less yes. clothes, skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. Anorexia is sexy. Like the things that we're doing today don't equate to health. They equate to pornography. They equate mm-hmm. to violence against women, violence against our body, violence against God's creation. But when we look in, his, in history, like look in Africa, like what they call a beautiful woman would be, I, I don't want to say it, but like that would be just not attractive at all to most men in North America, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Just simply because yeah. we've been conditioned to think that skinny and less clothes is sexy a normal healthy weight is fat mm-hmm. and these things are killing us because we don't know what is normal anymore when you see a 16 year old girl who's developing and she's in great shape and she thinks she's fat that is an absolute tragedy mm-hmm. when a young man who's 16 is is in high school and he's getting made fun of because he's not this muscular chiseled guy that's normal he's 16 years old but because of porn and Hollywood, we have these false narratives and these false images. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is really harmful. So I just going back, like pay attention. Mm-hmm. What a great theme for this episode. Pay attention. Pay attention to the messages you are receiving on a daily basis about your body. Like, and who are they journal. from? Who are they, do they from? Do you actually know these people? Do you care about them? Do you respect them? Do you want their praise or their oppression? Like, decide. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to listen and, yes. to? Yes. And, and, you know, the biggest question is, is like, how do you feel after these messages? Because if these messages, you know, create further shame, trust me. They're not the messages you want to keep. And I'm sure you don't want to keep them. You're probably like, I, why do I keep listening to this garbage in my head? And that's really important to pay attention. What is this garbage in your head? What is this garbage that, that the world is keeping you feed, feed with this idea? You know, I think the only time I had, I had peace, um, like I, I, I've, I've gone through like sometimes even this, like I was so mad at men. Like I literally went through like this season because I was sexual abused. I had like really like, and that's where I'm actually, I, I developed a great body hatred. And uh, I was just really like, um, yeah, just hatred towards my body. And, but the thing is more I hated my body, more I actually abused my body. Hmm. And so sometimes you see, you know, women that are maybe overweight, uh, they're, uh, I wouldn't say overweight, I would say obese. And, uh, and you are like, oh, can't you just stop eating? Like, she's, um, 
you know, can she just have stopped eating? Like, obviously, that's probably like not good for her. The thing is, is she's not doing that because she wants to. It's actually more she is feeling shame about her body. More she goes back into her part and where she feels safe, which is food, or which is yeah. you know, for guys it could be porn and food, and can for be working, women can could be, working be out. porn and food, and it could be working out. Movies, totally. Netflix, everything, anything that takes our mind away from thinking. To be yeah. honest, is anything that keeps us from thinking. Yes. Because when yeah, we think, that... we are we are, we are reminded of the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just I was just trying to say that. Sorry. Like when I when I went through that and that really like I went through almost like starting to hate the opposite gender and I hear that a lot with men they start they actually more with the pornography they watch more they start actually hating women and the same thing kind of happened to me it's like more pornography i watched you know more i actually got closer to men more i start hating men and that was really damaging to me and um the only thing that actually helped me and okay i'm gonna say also one more thing what really made me feel so disgusted was like this feeling that like old men like 80 year olds would look at like 20 year old girl and would just like masturbate her or that they would have a problem to not like want her or something that made me feel so utterly grossed out and i'm just gonna be completely honest um and the only thing that really helped me understand this and how to make peace with like i felt actually shame about my body like it's like i felt almost validated and like it, it just like it connects like that that is all like about body like another man that is older is kind of objectifying another woman's body like that is just not um <laughs> not anywhere close to you know each other's uh, age and it's it's just kind of like he could be your grandpa um i feel like that just there's something wrong with that and the only way i was able to understand is just that seriously this world lives in so much corruption i i don't know what people do if they don't know the lord because how do you explain this the only way to explain this that there is a serious corruption that humans have made agreements with the devil that seriously is just driving them away from god's design and where is when it's further and further away from god's design this is where the corruption is and so we live in this corruption and that's the only way that I can make sense of it. And so it actually brings me, brings me closer to the Lord to understand His design and His beauty that I want to pursue that because that's where I'm going to find fulfillment. I want to pursue His beauty, what He says is beautiful, what He says um, it's actually important because that's the only way uh, I, I, can, I can find reasoning in this and I can find even peace about my body. And so it's examining it's really examining what the world's telling you about your body and the shame because it's not gonna that's just not gonna help you and actually if you look at the bible what the bible tells you about your body and um you know your uh, your state and where you're at that's just um is magnificent i remember i like when i went through like some of my hardest times you know the bible was seriously the 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 greatest resource for healing any body hatred that I had towards myself because it's actually um, idolization. Um, it's, it's kind of like an idol. If I can get somewhere, I can 
um and and i so i constantly compare and i i just really had to realize that like um i want the body to be temple of the holy spirit but i and um i want to respect this body mm. and i also want to take it take it like that like like wow isn't that beautiful like mm. that is so much more beautiful when than what everybody else is telling me in the world that is like what's beautiful that yeah. does not bring me the feelings i have when i really i hear the bible like i i, I read the bible ah it's good it's really good yeah and the reality is is scripture says love draws us to repentance not hatred or fear or anger mm -hmm. it's love that draws us to repentance and i think it's important that we realize that love is what is going to help us change the way we see our bodies yes but not even just the way we see them i actually believe it's a love that helps us change our bodies mm-hmm like the reality is, is a lot of people feel and, and this, this is just specifically talking about the, the the idea of taking ownership if there's things about your body that you don't like and there is a there is a sense of you can control that it's not hatred or anger or fear that's going to help you make changes it's love mm -hmm. if you are overweight and there's an opportunity to lose weight it's love that's going to draw you to make those changes not hatred not all of these things yeah if you're yeah and i'm just gonna add in like i think losing weight can be a loose word because like you know losing weight and you were saying out of love but also i want to just be careful here because uh there are people that are up in absolutely hate like healthy weight and the healthy weight is a place that you know you're not overeating yeah you know you're not like feeling groggy and just gross you know you wake up energetic you know that you are you feel light like you you feel you feel good um, and you can sustain that like you can sustain that feeling on you know everyday basis pretty much uh, with maybe one you know I don't know once in a week once or two weeks it means you are in a healthy state of Good. of your weight so i don't want to give you like because this is the problem you know if you're starving yourself you're not feeling good and and th th this that's is, hatred that's hatred yeah yeah that's but, not honoring god no but also like you might think that you need to lose weight uh when in fact you actually need to work on some of the things that you're you're working out and on the other hand like you might think that you don't need to do anything yeah. and that is a problem as well and you're just kind of lazy like yeah. i am not going to excuse laziness um, that's why ownership is so important ownership is important and um but it, like i just want and the, the first compa the first piece to anything is always compassion yeah. um so even if you're lazy hey like i am gonna have a compassion yeah. on you uh, i'm not gonna excuse you like i'm not gonna excuse anything else but I'm going to have compassion on you. And then, you know, why, why is it that, like what, because you must feel really uncomfortable in that. And where, where, you know, do you want to feel energetic and kind of like have that keep going. And, um, and so that's kind of how I want to, you know, have an understanding with people. What is their healthy? Because healthy is actually in that space that the no grogginess, no, yeah, they can walk and just kind of feel good. 
um, and have like even energy to exercise yeah. and to yeah. run with their kids or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, it's totally good. It's like so many of these programs like Weight Watchers and stuff mm-hmm. is like the Old Testament law of like, yeah. it's like that is not freedom and that's not love. That's the, like- And it doesn't Testament. work. Yeah, well, it doesn't work because it's in, in a way it's a hatred. Like and even, exactly, this, even this yeah. language, I need to lose weight is even a form of hatred because a loving language would say, I get to be a healthy person. That's exactly. I and that's want how to you be make a yeah. Person. And actually, you make changes from this spot. So, and uh, what you were saying, right, Han? Like, you don't make cha- healthy changes from the spot of like, I need to lose weight. I need to like knuckle it down. Yeah. And I've tried this. Hey, you know, why I'm, I'm saying this because I actually took a took. I had a coach specifically for body image, body hatred, body like, and food and everything. And she helped me so incredibly much. Um, and so why I'm talking about this is because I've tried that. I, I was a really good white knuckling person when it came to my weight. And I would just like go up and down with my weight scale and I had not peace. So, uh, and I would either overeat, binge eat, or then I would just totally starve myself. Yeah. Um, and, and let's maybe even just say, we're just talking about, like, I opened this up. I had other ideas of where I'd go with it, but like, we're not just talking about losing weight. We're talking about people that it's anything this idea of taking ownership having a loving mm-hmm. language rather than a hatred language it can be waking up in the morning to be with the lord it could be how much coffee you drink or don't drink it mm-hmm. can be how many movies you watch or don't watch it can be everything yes. like it's this concept we just kind of got on the tangent of weight loss because it's a very common theme it's like workout analogies are really good for coaching people mm-hmm. it's like weight loss analogies are often very helpful as well um, but i think it's so important for us to realize that these principles are for all areas of life mm-hmm. and it's like if somebody runs a company and they're working like a dog that is not a love that is a usually a hatred like i'm not good enough so i have to work more mm-hmm. so do you care about your family do you care about your own health and all these things so the it's thing very is, holistic yeah they don't stop this is the thing right like the problem is they do care they don't stop and examine pay attention they don't pay attention yeah to what has been driving the bus and the the hatred yep. towards their bodies that yep. have been driving the bus. And so this is really wanna steer it back to the shame because yeah. you cannot work yourself out out of shame by going to the gym and losing weight. Yeah. You can't. It's, it's all a mental it's battle. All, yeah, so Spiritual shame, mental battle. That's exactly, you know, why, why like the, the people that have a healthy relationship with their body, it means, like that they there is not a body image shame yeah. uh, are people that have it healthy in their mind yeah. um and and it's awesome like i'm just going to give you this idea okay um i have heard this once and it it it, it really woke me up to that reality that body objectification is actually like imagine you have this part of you that is a boss that kind of it's kind of bossy looking, comes out of you and looks out where you're at. So like you're walking and everything, this is like a little boss. Like an out-of-body experience. Out-of-body experience and there's this like boss looking, you know, Helena and she's like looking at you and just keeps looking at you. But you actually are not living through the eyes of yourself walking. You're just actually just living your life through the bossy eyes of Helena that is walking around and telling you uh, you know, how terrible you are, which is basically shame language. Inner critic would be another it's, way to put it. Yeah, it's an inner critic, but the shame language, yeah. So yeah. it would just 
because shame is like you are this you are that so that's why i'm trying to give you this analogy it's like this person walking with you like it's actually you <laughs> and you know telling you like like basically look at you uh, you gotta tuck your this in so you look better, or you gotta really make sure that this this is like photoshopped the right way. Um, or just like you are ugly because of you, this. yes That's identity, right? That'd be shame. Yeah, but like you can't even like basically you are walking around and you are not walking in the you. Mm-hmm. You're constantly being bossed by how you look. Yeah. By the third person, so you're wow. not like you're not actually internal because you're constantly thinking about how you look. Yeah. So you're, everything you do is filtered through what other people think. And that's you don't know exactly. what they think, so you have to assume what they think. That's exactly. Yeah. So you're actually not living in you. So the filter has to be you're, self-focused. Yes. And that's not selfish. That's actually humility. Yeah. Because pride is thinking about ourselves too much. And that happens when we're egotistical, but that actually happens when we have self-hatred. Yeah. Because we're thinking about ourselves too much. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yes. Wow. So I really want you to pause and think of this imagery. Like, do you want that part of you to keep, you know, boss you around? And this is not to like, you know, have the part of you just kind of like be like, you got to shut up and blah, blah, blah. This is not how it works. The way that you have these voices turn uh, just off is that this bossy part of you is actually trying to tell you something like that is walking around with you he's trying to tell you something about like there's something happened and you just you just uh, something happened to this bossy part of you and and this bossy part of you is getting activated because of something you have experienced and so it's really good like you can actually talk to that bossy part of you i know it's like kind of sounds crazy but you can actually talk to the bossy part of you and just learn like why is she trying to protect you? Like, why is she trying to make sure that you're perfect and boss you around so you have all this tucked in stomach and uh, the best abs and the best, uh, you know, hair that day and, um, you know, that, that you can live in the natural, like, in, in you. And, uh, yeah, so that would be something I would want to encourage you. And it's like, okay, what is it trying to actually tell me? Like what, what actually is images it's sending me and how can I deactivate this bossy part of me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's internal family systems, that idea, that concept. And we can link that below in the description and also a book that we know about. That's a really helpful book on internal family systems from a christian mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. so we'll link that below that idea of we all have different parts and yes. they, can, they can wage war against each other and the idea of a part is it's trying to protect us but it's idea of protecting us is super flawed but yes. it's so comfortable so we keep letting it protect mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. anyways that's a big topic but yeah so good hon we have that bossy part a lot of us that inner critic part so yeah becoming att- attentive being paying attention so who told you that? What is that part mm-hmm. telling me? How am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? And the big kicker is what is actually true? Even if I don't believe it right now, like looking at scripture, looking at our loved ones and asking what is true and beginning to let new data enter into our That's mind right. is so important. New data. And what does happen with new data? Like the way that you let this bossy part of you, you know, keep telling you what you should think about yourself, you need 
another part of you to to like and you need you really need god to allow him uh to to speak to you and to really like remember um because uh, am i saying it right like ramos is the the word of god that is just for you and logos is like the the word of god that is like in general so let's say like god can speak a specific word to just you that is a specific to what you need and then logos is from the bible that you can read and that it's it's for everybody and anybody it's the it's the mm-hmm. word of god mm-hmm. and so i really would like you to start focusing on the ramas the the word for you that god specifically wants you to know about your body and and one time i i one time no <laughs> uh i got i got this asked and um actually like i received something beautiful and it was just that um it was just super simple but it was that um god god uh loves me uh the way i am and that like that's kind of what i what i sensed and that i am irreplaceable Hmm. like super simple as that but that my body is irreplaceable and that was a special word for me that i needed to hear from him and that nobody can take and so when you start developing new words in your mind um that are not from the world and they're from the one that actually created your body that loves you like nobody else in this world that can give you perspective that is unconditional yeah so everybody else is going to give you conditional Mm. perspective Mm -hmm. but he is going to give you unconditional perspective yeah that is from him and so that's why you need it that's so beautiful yeah that is so, so good. And as you were talking, I'm just thinking like, there's this great quote from Jay Stringer and Unwanted. It says, your wanderings, which means your mistakes, your sin, etc., doesn't change your belovedness, which basically means that if you're in body shame, if you're overweight, if you're struggling with porn, if you're struggling with this, God sees you as beloved because he loves you because he is unbelievably loving unconditionally loving but the second part of that quote is what's key it's that belovedness that is to change your wanderings so it's your belovedness it's the love of god it's your identity in christ that is to change the way you live and if we are really honoring god we are going to live in ways that treat our body like the temple so that we're healthy mm-hmm. our mind is healthy our sexuality is healthy. The way we handle money is healthy. All of these things. Like God loves us in our sin, but it's his love that's supposed to change us from doing sinful things. So when this culture today is like, yeah, porn's okay. And you know, if you're this much, you know, if you're 300 pounds and you can't get out of bed, like that's, that's sexy. That's okay. It's like God made us a temple to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed to honor him with our bodies and mm-hmm. there's disabilities and all these things. I'm not ragging on this stuff, but all I'm saying is we use food as such an excuse nowadays. Like gluttony is the sin that everybody loves to commit mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. calling it sin. And I don't want to get too deep into that because I could go on for a long time. But what I'm saying is that it's God's love that goes into our identity and changes the way we make decisions. And if we continually make decisions that go against God's love for us or his call for us, we need to ask, like, is my identity wrapped up in Christ? Mm -hmm. 
Because if it's not, then we are going to go down places that seem to fill our identity until we wake up again and realize it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's body shame is that. We do something in the moment, realize tomorrow it doesn't fulfill, so we have to do another thing, we have to compare to another person. But resting in the belovedness of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the only way that we can actually come to love his love for us Mm. and then love ourselves and then it's that love that changes Mm. how we live for christ that's beautiful because it's the love of christ that draws us to repentance and it says that we are to love other people like we love ourselves i'm supposed to love my wife like i love my own body if i don't love my own body how do i love helena if helena doesn't love her own body how does she love me Mm -hmm. that is in scripture and so often we just look at scripture and say, oh, I need to love other people. So, you know, I'm just not going to eat lunch today and I'm just not going to sleep tomorrow because our church needs me. It's like, no, 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 you are not getting it. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. start treating our bodies with the respect that God wants us to have. Yes. So and- that we can accept his love, live in his love and live from and for his love. And away from shame. Yes, because the shame. love of Christ crushes shame. Yes. There is no condemnation in Christ. And perfect love casts out fear. Hmm. I love that. Um, I really want. I really want people to to take away one thing and um, just towards the end. And it's just that. Um, no matter where you're at, like Sean was saying, you know, whether you're overweight, there is, you know, small boobies or small penis or there is a big chest small chest big nose nose or i got a twitchy eye (laughs) twitchy eye or crazy hair or you know it's it's actually um whatever that is maybe you have a a, a disability of some sort maybe you have a disability of some sort like who says who says that you're less. You're, you're less than, or that your body, mm. your body isn't good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, regardless of where you are, just to start with the, just a simple acknowledgement that your body is good, it's a creation of God. And that's where you start that that's a place that that he loves your body simply Mm. the way it is Mm. just the way it is right now Mm. and that is that is just everything like just being wrapped up in his love that he like i just sometimes you know i i heard this one time that um uh you know this is something that uh um one of the people that we follow does to their just for their kids and is actually just like um you know telling their kids that their body is good when they are in the bath and just kind of like hug yourself and um i just think that that's that's really sweet because the thing is it's 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 not good by itself but it's good in christ it's yeah. obviously it's it's fallen from the, the the first design that God had for our bodies that was without corruption. It can only be good, actually, like complete 
in Jesus because that's that's where it's that that's the goodness that's kind of what I want to explain that's where the goodness come from it doesn't come from uh you know our ideas of you know it's just like our ideas of beauty it, it, mm-hmm. or, or just what we think of of body being good yeah. uh in that sense it actually comes from like the belovedness like you were saying how like it is beloved body mm-hmm. like yeah. i would actually say it more like that like it's it's actually a beloved yeah. body and yeah. and and yeah and so i just that's want awesome. you to start that it's just start there yeah that's so awesome i just have this imagery i'll share it and then we'll wrap up but like someone could make this this professional chef could make this most beautiful meal it looks exquisite but then if it sits on the table for five days and starts rotting and going moldy the design the creation of what that was was so beautiful but it's just the consequences of leaving it out and no one eating it that causes it to wilt and mold and wither and so often that's what happens with our bodies like the creation is so pristine, but we just are suffering consequences of sin, mm-hmm. of bad choices, of mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just sad. It's just sad, and the only place we can find a complete sanity is in Him. Sanity and serenity, <laughs> whichever one you said, <laughs> they're both good. But that's amazing. It's yeah. a big topic. I think there's just so many angles and directions you could go with it. I think we could talk for another two hours and specifically talk about yes. our own areas of shame and objectification and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's just so part of our story mm-hmm. and part of those that we care so deeply about. And we have a daughter, so we care a lot about this topic mm-hmm. of where mm-hmm. the world's going because it is scary. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is coming back one day and he will wipe every tear away and we will be perfect one day and it is exciting so we have so many failures in this area and we continue to fail in this area because we are in this sinful world as well and we share this just to help bring some light to hopefully have some conversations to help you start seeing that you are not a victim you are not out of control you have the opportunity to take hold of your belovedness right now Hmm. so we want to end as we always end with our mantra Let our failures be our success. So God bless. God bless and lots of love to you guys. Hey, if you found value from this episode, it would be amazing if you would consider leaving a five-star review. That way you are contributing to this podcast being able to be seen by more people and extend their reach so others can see and hear the value that you just got. And hey, hit subscribe. That way you will get episodes right to your inbox, right to your library as soon as they come out. So thank you so much for tuning in. God bless.